Um, welcome to episode 14 of Bastard Pastors, which is Han Solo's Oof. favorite spiritual podcast. Oof. <laughs> That's my new one, Han Does Solo. Han Solo have a, like, a lineage? Well, I don't know if it's canonized, actually, say. because, do you, are you a Star Wars guy? Uh, no. Unfortunately. <laughs> I know. I know. No, I saw the number one. my podcast canceled. I know. I know. Um, well, you know. My wife is more of a Star Wars guy than I am. <laughs> uh, long story short, there's canonized Star Wars and, or there's, and then there's... Apocrypha uh, Star Wars and canonized Star Wars. Yes, Apocrypha Star Wars. So I think Han Solo's bastardization until the movie in two years, and maybe oh, that's they'll right. do something with it, um, will be... Han Solo's getting a movie? Yeah, I think it's episode eight next year, Han Solo, then episode nine, and then Baba Fett. Lando's getting a movie. Lando's getting a movie? It's Donald Glover. I, or is Lando Glover. in the Han Solo movie? Oh, I thought Lando was getting a movie. Well, maybe Han Solo's in the Lando movie. Because yeah, yeah. I, I know they've casted Han Solo as well. I think well. Lando's getting a movie. You're like, oh, great. We're here <laughs> yeah, with okay. Terry Lee. I don't know your last name. Kirkland. Terry yeah. Lee Kirkland. That sounds so official. And he is not a Star Wars fan. <laughs> But he is a pastor here in Oakley. A minute and a half on um, his board. <laughs> he's like, guys, I'm just going to go. Okay. I'm just going to go. Well, you I guys see myself out of the room. I'm going to say a bunch of words. You edit them in however you want. I'll put a bunch of prepositions. Fun. Put a bunch of prepositions in there for you. And New segment. Um, so Justin, I was going to do this once. Justin had a sermon. I played where... this the other day for someone, and they like, just, Lost it. Just, it was the most homoerotic thing he'd ever said in his but life. But it was actually a super serious. He story. couldn't. Yeah, right, right. But he couldn't. He couldn't stumble his way through this series, like this story when he was when he's ordained in the last church. And it was all about strong men and laying like, hands on his putting body. hands on my body. And I was, and then I'm like, I was like, there was these twelve men, and they put their hands on my body, and everyone starts like laughing because that's how our church yeah, is. They're not right. gonna hold it. In. They'll be like, yeah. ah! and I'm like, no, 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 no. They were like firm man hands on my body, and so, they were like, yeah, yeah. you can't recover. The next, but, the next morning, I took it and remixed it to a, like a dub, a dubstep dance beat. It's still our number one downloaded podcast <laughs> no. ever. It's true, people. Oh I played gosh. it for my brother the other day. He was like, that, that's good. It's equivalent to, did you ever see, and this is like 2004 or 5, uh, Blake's Big Mistake? Mm-hmm. Um, it was like back when videos were like newly circuiting, like yeah. Charlie Bit Me kind of stuff, oh, like way you. back yeah. in that yeah. year. Um, but it's this guy from, I think it's in, it was it, I think it was either Louisville or Lexington, some big church there. Mm-hmm. I want to say Southland or Southeast, and he was the youth pastor, and he was preaching on Sunday, and he was talking about Lot uh, pitching their tents. Oh man! And, he's, and he said, and he pitched their, t- he pinched their tits, <laughs> but then he like caught himself, yeah. but he couldn't recover. No. He's like, "Am I red? What's going on?" <laughs> like, anyways. So your pastor, because we didn't finish that introduction, oh, you're a pastor yeah, right. here in yes. Oakley. Yeah. Yeah. We actually talked about your church in like episode it's one. Episode two. Every, episode two. Every insecurity and fear we have. Yes, every insecurity and fear we have. We're like, who the fuck are these guys coming in? <laughs> and here I am. No, we were specifically talking about you guys, but not in a specific way as much as like, we're just trying to be very honest about things yeah. that we feel. And it's like, whenever there's a new church plant, because what we call right. you guys is the cool church plant. Like, you guys are oh, cool, man. and I we're... I think I'm uncool. No, 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 no. You okay. guys are the cool ones. We're like the bastard redhead so, stepchild. So my entry into this was that you guys are going to meet at the 20... You guys are meeting at the 20th Century Theater, right? Right. Which is yeah. awesome. Are you there every week? No. We're once only month, there right? once a month right now. Um, yeah. So... 
It's, if you don't mind, it's expensive. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'll just leave it at that. Well, so because we <laughs> so, tried, that was our first yeah. ask. Because it, it is the coolest. It's the coolest yeah. space in the city. Yeah. I mean, I love, yeah. love yeah. that space. But yeah. we went to meet with the owner, and he's like, "Well, fifteen hundred dollars a week." I was like, "What? What?" And we can't yeah. guarantee you every. And we Sunday. can't guarantee you every Sunday, and so we <laughs> yeah. started looking elsewhere. But right. um, that owner. We were gonna try the rec center, but somebody else had already taken. Yeah, it. some douchey yeah. <laughs> church plan. I heard. I can't believe the rec center isn't doing that. Like Saturday night, Sunday morning. Sunday night. Um, just cash. Some them. church like four or five years ago came in and asked about it, and then they asked how much we paid, and they tried to. They were like, "We'll they pay offered, more." They offered we'll pay more. Really? <laughs> but the rector pretty, was like, "No, it's pretty cut out. the rest of the year." But so the owner of the Twenty Century Theater hates me. Okay. Hates because of it uh, is a vile. Because uh, I'm on the really? I'm on the Oakley Community Council. He like, loves me though. It's all politics stuff. <laughs> so you guys have like Mark. Rogers. We he sat down. Me. I sat down and tried to have a. Like honest face to face with him and said, "Yeah, like to confess, I said I hate you. I hate when you walk in a room. My stomach clenches. I get angry. It was getting so bad. And he took that, advantage like, of it. <laughs> I had like one of the few times where I like pulled just like, hey man, I think you need to give up this community council thing, man, because <laughs> it, it is not doing good things for your personal. Yeah. It's his credit, man. He's changed a lot too. Like I think him and I are actually okay right now, mm-hmm. but we were okay with some distance where we don't interact yeah. very often. Yeah. So yeah. So anyways, we referred to you as like, and it, and we we're just. You really, can, we're talking. No, no, yeah. we were the just cool talking. <laughs> we were calling to the cool church, and we we're like, uh, "It's one of those things." We're like, "Oh, this is awesome." We, you know, we are certainly into the idea that uh, there's so many different churches, and we need them all, and they all do different things. We're like, but it's also like, why? What? We're not. We're dead. To God's bringing us down because we're doing something what? so wrong. But you guys really do it right. I mean, because I was there. I don't know. I you worked should at, come to one of our services. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I want to go to my church that you're talking about. <laughs> I worked at Red Tree um, when they were do- when Josh and Harold yeah, were meeting yeah. for that whole year or right. however long every yeah. Sunday. Yeah. So I ended up listening to the whole spiel. I actually right. uh, one day I actually started getting a friend, a guy who goes to our church, would meet me there because. It didn't require me to do anything other than like right. physically be present, right. and then we would play board games while while they're doing their meeting because mm-hmm. we were, I was bored. And that guy was like, he could like quote the like Josh had like three or four things that he would always right. say, yeah. And he could quote it. He'd be like, oh, I know what that church does. I was like, geez, maybe we should do something. We had people. We had people at our church hanging up the like advertisement, the the feeler flyers. Oh yeah. sent out. <laughs> Kristen Cause, was cause, right over there. They look so cool. They were so well done. Yeah. The like yeah. C.S. Lewis quotes and everything yeah. went out. She's like, I framed them in my house. I'm like, what the hell? What the hell is this, Kristen? <laughs> what are you framing this for? She's like, it's so cool. But it was, it was so like cool. watching you guys get started did sort of kick up a lot of my insecurities of everything we had not done right. Yeah. Like everything we had missed that we tried to do and it just turned out it wasn't us. Mm-hmm. And it was a good affirmation that that, that model of church planning just was never going to be who we overprints and I was. Right. But then it works for some people too. Like right. it's working, it looks like, yeah. it sounds like it's working great for you guys. Yeah. So I tell mean, us about it. Right. So I'll, I'll tell you like my entry into this. Right. Because Terry Lee be, did not, yeah. you didn't start it. No. They kind of, it's a another church in Cincinnati started another plant here in Oakley and then uh, they've kind of brought you in after it was like quasi established yeah. right is my guess. yeah that's yeah. that's a fair way to put it in a nutshell um, so whenever my wife and I were still you know back in Louisville I was going to seminary there we started thinking we want to plant a church in a city we really liked the Midwest we started visiting different places and visited Cincinnati and we we're like this is the place like we want to plant somewhere in Cincinnati um, you know, so we were thinking, let's plant, uh, on the east side. We had, you know, several people that said, you know, you'll probably have better luck on the east side just because if you're not from here, like, don't, 
go west. The west side it's like, who would you vote yeah. for? Okay, go to that side of the street. <laughs> yeah. So, so we were like, okay, and a part of like, you know, we're Southern Baptist Convention. So, are you, you Southern know, Baptist? Mm-hmm. You're. Yeah. Did you go to a Southern Baptist seminary? Mm-hmm. Got I it. did. Yeah. Which one? So, the Southern Baptist. That's what it's called. Seminary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where's yeah. that at? In Louisville. In Louisville. Mm-hmm. In Louisville. Got it. That, that's yeah. what took you to Louisville. It's like headquartered there, right? Yeah. So Dude, that is like the big. Have you worked yeah, at other church like before mm-hmm. this? Yeah. So I was. Before coming up here, I was the local missions pastor at our church in Louisville, and so what church was that? It was called Highview. It was in the community of Highview. Got it. Um, but worked there for three and a half years. Uh, for a short stint, like two months, we were in Chicago. We helped the church plant there, stuff like that. So that's really kind of where God, you know, started getting our getting our wheels turning right. about church planting. We we're like, okay, this is really interesting to us. We really feel like this is what we want to do, and so. Um, visited Cincinnati, loved Cincinnati, loved the culture, loved the history, loved the people. Um, and so we were like, yeah, let's plant our lives here. And so as we started kind of getting that ball rolling with the Southern Baptist Convention, it was at the same time that Red Door was planting in Oakley. Mm-hmm. So like they already had the you know location of 20th secured. Um, they already had like a group of 25 people that said like hey we want to be a part of this they were already doing the meetings in red tree and so we brought a few families from louisville up with us um just to kind of you know get jobs and stuff nobody that was going to be on staff at our church and that's some dedication yeah yeah i mean that's it's cool. huge i mean you've got you know um would that would that group have gone with you no matter where you went like to plant i think within reason yeah you know? i mean not like to Right. California. Yeah, probably not. But, <laughs> but I mean, I think they were excited about being a part of a church that was, you know, focused on bringing restoration through the gospel in a way that's not just like, not just spiritual, not just be born again, but also like caring about, you know, social justice and caring about these things in mm-hmm. our communities and, you know, living um, in the context of people's lives and kind of giving the gospel teeth. So, with that being said, we connected with Josh and the guys from Red Door, and I was really passionate about not being a campus, just because. Uh, of, oh, I hate that. Yeah, so. So <laughs> I, I think it's yeah. the dumbest thing. I, uh, who were we talking with? They, they called it. Um, because my thing with campus, it's fine if you're playing another church, but like. Right simulcast in sermons like you yeah. mean to tell me you can't find another orator another person do better like yeah. I think it's so weird he called it something ego like, well one of the uh, things that Matt has pointed out is that for guys like us who are I assume you're about our age mm-hmm. um, how old are you 26 yeah so you're a lot younger than us um you lot I'm old. <laughs> this, this has been our big realization. realization. Uh, realization. Guys are really good looking though, so that <laughs> right. makes up for, yeah, totally. for any. I get that a lot. No, the. Uh, but what he pointed out is that guys like us wouldn't be getting our start in ministry yeah. if that model had been a thing. Right. Or guys like them, oh, the guys that sure, are leading man. these campus for things sure. like this, because you couldn't have done this 20 right. years ago, so you had to raise up other people yeah. to go lead your, right. your other places. Oh, I could for sure pipe in a better preacher. Yeah. On screen than I am, yeah. you know, like right. no doubt. My thing is like, uh, I guess it just it just makes church too much of a show product, I guess. Where I'm like, okay, I guess we're piping in the because if that's the deal, if we're gonna put in the right. bet, like, well, why don't just download some sermons every yeah. from someone right. Andy Stanley, something yeah. way better than <laughs> right. I am, and play them. Yeah. Hey guys, that was good, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, see you next week. Right. I mean, I don't know. Have you um? So you mentioned like social justice stuff. Is that a 
is that a hard sell with the Southern Baptist Convention? I don't think that it is. Like, mm-hmm. they've been doing a lot of stuff on But Southern like, Baptist is, like, leading the church planting world right now, right? In the, in the United States? Yeah, I think so. They're, yeah. like, planting like crazy. And they're doing a ton of stuff with race issues right now. Like, they had a right. big, like, because they had their big convention in Columbus last mm-hmm. year, right? Yeah. And they had an entire night of prayer and repentance for the racism right. that just the Southern Baptist Convention had engaged right. in for you. And, like, oh, yeah. in big ways, yeah. they're leading that charge. Yeah, but and they know, do this right. big apology about how they reacted to Martin Luther King and yeah. uh, there was one guy that talked it yeah. was like I was a kid and I remember it and I remember thinking that Martin Luther King was this hoodlum who was mm-hmm. violent and causing all this trouble because yeah. this is what they told right. me and yeah. so is that is that something yeah. that they're encouraging you as a young church planter to do um, so or is I that think, just a passion of yours I think or? it's a it's a passion of mine for one but I think we have to you know like great we're planting a lot of churches now but I think we kind of have to own the tattered past of the Southern Baptist Convention and say like, you know, I mean, especially in a place like Cincinnati where you have, you know, our city being the, you know, basically the bottom of the, or the, the place of freedom in the underground railroad, you know, it's kind of like get to Cincinnati and you're free, you know, um, and there's still just so much racial brokenness here, um, which is one of the reasons that we love, you know, living in, in Madisonville is because like, our, you know, the people that sit around our dinner table real. normally do not look like us. Right, 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 like, right. And we love that, right. you know? Yeah. Like, I don't, because, I mean, I think that's the picture we see in Revelation 7 is a, a group of people worshiping together that are united, you know, in Christ right, and, like, right. not their skin color or their tongue, you know? So You, you definitely need to get up with Brueggemann at some point. That's his his whole his Old gym. Testament deal, and that's when, he, whenever, if you ever hear him preach or go out and speak, which he doesn't as much anymore, but... Mm-hmm. Is all social justice, and he challenged us on our that one podcast, like that it, the system that we need to break isn't just because I knew he'd talk about like Black Lives Matter, right. or he'd talk about um, you know maybe police uh, justice issues that are going on in the city, but he broke it down to like we are not made to come home from work, watch TV for four hours, and then go to sleep. He's right. like that's yeah. we have lied to ourselves and told us that the right. system like where if we're not outside yeah. every day because he would say if you're outside on your street every day when you get home you've you're already taking care of so many social justice issues because you're so aware and you're right. so connected to yeah. the people just on your street and mm-hmm. which I think is that was good I was like ah, man, it's been really interesting bad. trying this year to figure out we have people in our church that are really passionate about sort of just but how do you move from okay being passionate about it to what is what is concrete right. and then particularly yeah. in my struggle is yeah. What is concrete Christian action looks like? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, I'm glad you're upset about this. Are you upset about this in a way that reflects the values of Jesus? Because yeah. there aren't in other issues. Mm-hmm. And I don't, my guess is that a lot of people haven't stopped to say, oh, what does it look like for Jesus to enter into this? Yeah, that's good. Um, for me to care about my, my African-Americans, my Hispanic, my gay, my whatever mm-hmm. neighbors, whatever yeah. the other group is, yeah. how do I care about them in a way that Jesus would care about them? And I think people are... Yeah. More than still, just tweet about it. Yeah. more than, <laughs> Or just... Even more than to sit and be like to be overcome with frustration yeah. about it, um, and it's been interesting because I don't know the answer to that either. Like, yeah. part, like I was going to Black Lives Matter rallies and being part right. of that and just listening. And yeah. okay, that's one step. I didn't right. do anything. Right. Um, right. But what's it look like to take some like some real action that says in our community? And it's been it's been a struggle because I don't know the answer to the question. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's I, good. I it's so. uh, I mean, that was part of the way that we did it in, in Oakley was, you know, Jason's in the community council and we own a business there and like mm-hmm. we just, what can we do to really impact this? Because I was tired of going, I, grew, I I worked at churches where 
we talked a lot about community, but right. like, I'm from Virginia Beach where, I mean, it's the largest geographical city in Virginia. And right. so everyone's from everywhere, like yeah. 30 minutes yeah. apart. Right. And we talk about community, like, well, which community? Yeah. <laughs> There's like a hundred we're talking about, right. you know, where the physical church is or like, and it was just sort of like talking and, you know, giving out yeah. free bottles of water here and there right. or something right. like that. And Did you ever encounter a word of fire churches? Oh, I don't Louisville. think so, but that sounds exciting. Sounds awesome. Yeah. It's not. So wait, there was one by our house, and the, they always had motorcycle rallies. Yes, it was called Heart of Fire. Yes, yeah. I played there. So my band played a motorcycle rally on Bardstown Road. Yep, dude, that church caught on fire, which was the most ironic well, thing. So you know, ever. you know, it's a white nationalist church. No, I did like not. they're all super white. There's a when you go in, there's a big sign that says, <laughs> "If you're a federal agent, leave. You're not welcome here." And we we have, we reserve the right. To physically, wow. to physically detain or to like, and it's nonsense. Yeah. But we were playing a wounded, a wounded uh, veteran. Is this where the fix. Jesus was? That no, one? no, that oh, was a, okay. that was an actual like underground motorcycle gang. Oh, okay. Um, that was a crazy dude, one too. Let's hear all those stories. <laughs> but, but so I, I saw somebody said, "Hey, we're playing." My lead singer at the time was a uh, was a was a marine, and so this organization called and said, "Hey, we're doing a wounded warrior sort of benefit. Would you guys come play?" Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing Louisville. A couple of the guys on our label were playing there. The real rowdy, like outlaw country yeah. stuff. I was like, "This yeah. gonna be a lot of fun." We get there, I'm like, "This place is weird," and it was like. Confederate flags and white national oh, sort of logos. No. They had had like David Allen Coe had played there. Yeah. David Allen Coe's a vile human being. Right. He's a good songwriter. He's a vile human being. And I was like, oh, and then I'm watching these other people sing these. So I'm like, where the hell are we at? <laughs> we're yeah, we're yeah. like just 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 be cool, be cool. Just part yeah. of a, just right. out of a clan rally. Yeah. And we didn't play till midnight. It was the longest day the whole time. Like just don't say anything. Just don't talk. Don't talk. Don't talk. They don't want to hear from you. Here. But it was. Oh man. Yeah, I ended up in a in a clan rally and. All right, so back Whoa. to your story. You got to Red Door. Yes. Yeah, so so basically a part of the, you know, Southern Baptist farm system is what they call it, and think like basically, you know, baseball, Major League Baseball, you know. Um, so they kind of walk you through this process, and a part of that was becoming an apprentice under Josh at Red Door. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I'll finish that up like in December. Oh, okay. And so like – Every Thursday, I meet with him for coaching and stuff like that. And then, you know, just kind of training and equipping leaders within our church. Um, so that's whenever we changed our name to the Oaks Church mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, became, right. you know, autonomous. And Do you hang you out know, at the Oak Bar? Um, I mean, I have before, but that's not like a, it's not written in our bylaws <laughs> or anything. So, uh, but, but yeah, and so now we're, you know, we're, now we're learning what it means and to, so, to be a church and, you know, doing are some you, things well, but probably most things. And you meet weekly uh, uh, somewhere else? Yeah, so we have, right now we have two, uh, you know, our small groups, right. that are missional communities, and those meet in homes on a, you know, one meets on Wednesday nights, the other is on Thursday nights, and we really just shape those around Acts 2.42, you know, being devoted to the apostle teaching, breaking of bread, fellowship and prayer, so we eat dinner together you know, study scripture together and then pray, split off into guys and girls, pray for a little while, confess sin, share what's going on in our lives. And, Ooh, you uh, want to share some sins? Ooh, yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Um, you should do that at the podcast every week. This is what we should yeah, last night. Right, yeah. No names, just... Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. You, where you get to... It's interactive, so you get to match up the sin yeah. with the person. I'm going to give you a list of names. Yeah. Give you a list of sins. You're joking. 
That's exactly what happened if we did that on this podcast. Is the people that go to our church? Do. Anytime we say anything, they're like, they'll like, and I don't. I actually forget that anyone ever uh, listens yeah, to yeah. it. That's Gary. And be like, I knew Gary was like, doing so that. Yeah, exactly. Who is this? And I'm like, what? And they're like, were you talking about me? And I'm like, what? Yes. I, I say, guess I always yeah. say yes. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> that's yeah. So um, it's so interesting to hear you talk right about. It's interesting to hear you talk about feeling like you're doing everything wrong. Because from the outside, it looks like you guys have done everything. Yeah, perfectly. I feel like you guys really, and I don't mean that like flippantly at all. Like I really, yeah. when I look at like, yeah, that's probably how it should be done. Like you're doing really? the marketing and the like, uh, yeah. I don't know. And everyone I meet from there is like all in. I mean, like anytime I meet someone from Red yeah. Door, I'm like, oh man, they're really, that's good. My guess is that everybody feels like, and we've talked, I think we've talked about this before. I meant to actually do some more research and look it up. There was a, Tina Fey wrote an article for GQ talking about the imposter syndrome, mm. which is relatively successful people will get to a point where they're like, I'm faking it. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Yeah. And I'm going to be found out that I'm a fraud. Right. And she said the entire time she's on Saturday Night Live, she's like, I'm not as funny as these people. Right. Not as creative. Yeah. They're going to see through me right. and I'm going to get fired. Right. And the more I talk to pastors, and we've been doing yeah. this for 14 or 15 weeks now, every pastor sort of has this feeling like, I'm going to get found out eventually. They're going to right. find out that I don't know what I'm doing and the whole thing's yeah. going to fall apart. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's yeah. been my... Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, I, I constantly, like, look at the guys around me. and I mean, especially, you know, being around Josh, a guy that's been at it for five years, and, you know, there's just so much that's like, man, I do not have this thing figured out, yeah. you know? I mean, there's, like, a, there's a humble dependence that I have, like, on the Lord because of my weakness, but at the same time, there's just so much that's just, like... Dude, I, you know, like, I want to be faithful, but just figuring out what it means to, like, right. plant a church, Ooh, you I know. Have a, I have a question for you. Okay. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so, you're, so, Red Door started the Oaks. Right. And then you came in, and you apprenticed under Josh. Now, do you feel like you have freedom to, once, you know, once the rain is yours, to be like, hey, this is... This is what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or do you feel like you have the freedom to do yeah. whatever you as the pastor feel like you do? Mm-hmm. Or do you feel like, all right, I always got to make sure I'm sort of mimicking yeah. what... Like, can the Oaks be a new thing right. outside? It's one thing Christ the King does. Do you know Christ the King? Yeah, yeah. Um, and Michael. So yeah. Michael Clary is a certain person. Right. But then Dustin Nimmo, yeah. I mean, they are two totally different right. people. And I know, and I like right. both of them. I know them. Yeah. Um, and I do always appreciate that Dustin, I feel like, gets to be whatever he yeah. needs to be at that location versus uh, the mm-hmm. other one. Yeah. Do you feel like you'll be able to do that? Yeah. Um, so, first off, I love those guys. The first time I ever met with Dustin, he was like, I want you to know something. I was like, what? And he was like, I'm not impressed with you. And I was like, oh, what? Okay. What a douchey th- I'm going to I'm gonna yell at him next time I see him. You can tell him I said I'm going to say like... No. I, I thought you were going to say he though. asked you to smoke cloves. No. Because <laughs> every time I think of Dustin, I that think like, so oh, funny. we smoke cloves. I thought so, that's, I thought he, that you, I totally thought you were going to say, yeah. hey, you want to smoke cloves? Dang. No, but that's, I loved it though. I was like, okay, like this is great. Like this is somebody who's like really going to tell me what I need to hear. And Jeez. Like, you know. That's mean though. I don't like yeah. being mean to people. Yeah. I like being honest, but I would say I'm really impressed by you because I think that you're pretty awesome. I think, because that's, so that's been my biggest takeaway from this whole podcast is that everyone we meet with, I'm like, yeah, I am all way impressed with them because I'm like, right. awesome. Now I feel like a lot of people feel trapped by the pulpit yeah. and they don't get to be who they, right. who they really are when we get to talk to them. Yeah. But every time I meet with a pastor, because I think, I think I tend to think that I'm not impressed with people 
until I'm face to face and I'm like, that person is awesome. Yeah. Like, right. everyone we've had this podcast with, I've just been like, that person is really cool. Yeah. Anyways. And maybe some but, of that was But I get that. Like, I, that, t- you know, that doesn't surprise me, like, with Dustin. here's this kid moving to Cincinnati and, Did you, you know, say, well, he, I'm not impressed with you. Did he ever I met you so. before? Do I? Um, we had met. What know, a weird he, thing to say. <laughs> that's, gonna, that's a weird I'm meme. Sorry. Like, dude, you're a it, dude. No, it probably, it probably, I didn't probably, I didn't represent him well in saying that, like, that's what, that's what he said to me. He said it in love. Just yeah. kind of like, I'm going to tell you what you need to hear because, you know, I'm not here to just kind of puff you up and, sure. and be a fanboy. Right. Yeah. What yeah. were you guys meeting for? Um, I was just meeting with him to just kind of talk through church planting stuff and get to hear his story and all that, yeah. you know. Um, and because I mean, like, I'm not impressed with you either. Yeah. Take you back in off someone else's church, real cool. You didn't plan nothing. Dustin, if you're I get real defensive. I'm sorry. I get real defensive really quick about people. Like, why would you say that someone? It's so funny. Anyways, I'll, so I'll answer your actual question since I totally. No, that's all right. No, I like this. We love like sidelines. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I think I think that's a conversation that Josh and I are still having uh, because there are so many things that you know I don't need to recreate. Like, coming in and taking Red Door's values of, like, you know, story, identity, mission, and family. Yeah. It's really helpful for me, you know, I mean. No, I I think all that makes sense, Um, but, and I, again, he's probably, no one's going to listen to this, but uh, I like Josh a lot, but I also could see him as the type of person, if you were like, hey, you know, we want to do this, Mm -hmm. but that's nothing he's done, I could see him being like, well... Do we do that? Right. Um, but yeah. I just wondered how yeah. I autonomous think you feel, I guess. We're, we're trying to take it more as like a, you know, um, parent-child relationship. So like, Ooh. you know, you don't parent like your parents parented. Mm-hmm. And so, and there are always going to be like some some friction there whenever you go home for Thanksgiving. Right. And your parents are trying to discipline the way that you don't discipline, sure. you know. Right. Um, and so I think there are some of those things that we just have, have had to like have long conversations about. But I think at the end of the day, he is more excited about not having to try to keep up with two churches yeah. and two congregations. Oh, yeah, I bet. I'm so, sure that, like, so, stressed him out. Or yeah, tired. so I think uh, I think it's it's been good and just really earning his trust for a long time to where, like, now it's like, okay, like, you know. That's cool. Because these are a lot of the people, I mean, that group that came with Red Door, a lot of people he invested in, yeah. Yeah, right. he did their marriages, I think one you of know, your, so it's like, I think, okay. one of your stu- I think one of your guys is a student of mine when I was a youth Bevin. minister, Bevan Bender. Bevan talks about you oh, like, all the time. I'm like, okay, I, I, you know Jason's not here, right? I feel like, like, why are you still I, talking I feel like about Bevan's him? a better Christian than I am already. Oh, yeah, every time I meet Bevan, I'm like, yeah, you're like really good. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. I, um, wanted, I wanted to kill Bevan the oh. first year he was in my youth ministry. Like, <laughs> physically remove him yeah. from the earth. He drove yeah. my wife and I crazy his seventh grade year that in youth ministry. So funny. Um, well, we had Graham, his brother, so over for Graham's a good dude. Yeah, so nice. Graham was talking about you last night. Like, oh, they're yeah. both good boys. I dude, love, I love, love those guys. Uh, so, and the answer for us is that we don't. But I was wondering, in Oakley, do you have a target person that you're like, hey, this is who we think we will quote-unquote reach, I suppose? Yeah, I don't really think so. I know we're probably supposed to. No, I, I don't um, think you're supposed to. I just was wondering. But I think, for me, only living here six months, like, I don't even know all the people that are in Oakley. Well, it just seems like well, and it's so diverse. rapidly evolving. It's so changed yeah. so much. Right. We, were, we had our community council meeting the other night, and we were talking to a local business owner who's a big deal in the community, and as we were voting for things... 
I don't know if he, I don't know if he wants to say <laughs> yeah, His name was Justin. He owns his coffee. Well, it is. He doesn't even own the building. He's a, he's a mutual friend of ours. Oh, okay. Um, but he uh, he was saying, you know, if I if I if the vote came to me about what to do with um, the apartments going in near Oakley Station, he said, I'm always going to vote yes because we want more density. He said, as a young adult, I want population density because we know mm-hmm. that millennials aren't buying cars. And so if we don't make it so, if there isn't a place here where they can live at and walk to work, we're mm-hmm. cutting off those people in our community want them. He said, but the only people who come to council meetings are adults over 60 yeah. who've lived here for two generations. Their family's been here for two generations. And what they want is small, quiet neighborhoods where everybody owns a car. Right. And he said, so that you've got these two very different, and those are just two and, examples. But those people are also disillusioned by what Oakley is. Right. Well, they're still fighting to keep it what it was. Right. Yeah. As opposed to what, like, and the thing is, is on our, I would say on our community council, there's 11 folks. All 11 would agree density, mass transit, um, modern. You, and my guess is you could sell that to the average person in Oakley. The people who get a loud voice, the people who have time to go to zoning meetings with the city, right. those kind of things, are retired and older well, and, and home. And the they people don't living that, yeah. in uh, now, I do think it's actually dramatically different between people living in the boulevard versus people living in the uh, what is it, the new one? What's it called now? Uh, it sounds like an old folks' yeah, home. The heritage, heritage, heritage Oakley. Yeah. Um, two totally different groups because the heritage people will actually interact with Oakley and Oakley Square. Those boulevard people, they're I don't think they away. consider themselves Oakley. They're just because they're in and out. Most like, of them are there for a year. Yeah, like they're they're only living there till their house is built in Westchester. Um, oh, now wow. the people who I've found that come to Red Tree and they have for two years now yeah. are anyone who is older than probably 30 that lives at the boulevard they're invested in the community but all the young people they're just there to yeah. it's still hard like so the it's an interesting it's interesting to be pastoring or to be involved in, in, a, ministry, in, a, in a community that's changed that's getting <laughs> that's getting wider and richer right it didn't used to be right there used to be said the yeah. tons of section so housing we, we live on the the bad side the of one Oakley. there's one okay. rough street there's left. one rough street left and that's our street and it's the bane of my wife's existence and it's really not it's it's a block it's one block yeah of a street where there's there's a row of section housing yeah. and when we first moved like there on like the 32nd 30 it's third, down, down, down where the drive through oh, is yeah, yeah, yeah. and the okay. one that goes back towards the railroad track so yeah. i don't feel like what you said in massaville it's always kept us honest with like you know our kids say hi and shake the homeless people's hands right. and yeah, like yeah. But it's bad. I mean, there's some bad. Right. There's been gunshots, oh, yeah. and there's like, it gets pretty crazy. And what it, it's getting. I mean, I've watched 2009 where it was like really bad. Yeah. To like now where it's just like, eh, it's getting way better. But like it is wild because the, there was a homeless camp. There was three camps at one time, then two camps, then one camp, and now basically everyone's just been pushed out. Wow. Like, we tried to get those guys in the homeless camp to make a video with us for church on Sunday morning. <laughs> yeah. Took, this is we so took, embarrassing. We took beer. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, this man. tactic has worked before with the beer with this guy. I was like, hey, we'll, get, yeah. we'll give you guys some beer if you'll like, just sit and talk to us for a few minutes on the video. And they're like, oh, man, we're all in AA. <laughs> we can't like, drink. We, can, we, like, got, we quit drinking, man. We can't be doing that. We're like, <laughs> never mind. They go to their next meeting. They're like, this group of pastors, these, these pastors are trying to get, are get us to drink. Although the other day I was dumping gravel back there. <laughs> and these three guys came out of nowhere. I mean... Because it used to be old dudes on the track, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. old homeless dudes are just good guys, just right. drink too much, and just yeah. made poor choices. The new group does a lot of meth, and they're a little scary, and they're young, they're not old, yeah. and it's like, ugh, are you going to like shiv me right now? But like they came out there, and I was like, ugh, and they're like, hey, you can't be dumping no rocks here. I was like, Dad, it's just rocks. You can't be dumping trash. I was like, it's just rocks. He's like, man, the railroad track, man, they, they, come, they get mad at us, man. If it's trash, they're going to kick us out of here. And I was like, how about if I gave you beer? 
all right. <laughs> so I got them beer, and then they let me do whatever I want. It's fine. I mean, like, the, but on the community council, I've asked, hey, what does it look like for us to create events where those yeah. folks who are part of our community are welcome right. at our events? Right. No, they're not. The only job of the community, and our community council regularly asks the police to harass those guys so they leave. Wow. And that's how these people get treated yeah. everywhere. They just get harassed until they move on to a place where they won't be there harassed. There was a neighborhood right. watch. Ends up in Madison, don't want. There was right. a neighborhood watch for a while, and they showed up at Oakley in the community council meeting. I didn't know we had a neighborhood watch. And they're like, all right, we look for out straight lights. We look for graffiti, and we you know, have walkie-talkies, and we walk the streets, and we call in anything we see. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, do you guys ever walk down Burn? Because we have so many out street lights, and there's so much graffiti. And they're like, oh, well, we don't send people that way on that side of Oakley. We stay on the high park side of Oakley. It's like, well, <laughs> <laughs> got a bike thief the other day he was oh, 10 because um, you're coming in probably at the tail end of what we what what it was like when we started here right and that this is a neighborhood that doesn't know what it is mm-hmm. and it's figuring that out and so when you when you think about how am I going to reach out to the community right um, it's Which, an interesting thing you don't get to cast that vision for them you don't get to tell them what they are right you right, have to right. constantly be reacting and waiting yeah. for them that to is, decide it is cool I mean it's growing big um if we had challenged your church to a game of kickball after church on Sunday, would your church do it? Dude, absolutely. We tried several we tried times other church plants, and they've been like, uh, we don't we don't, we don't, have, time we don't have time for that. One dude really was like, we don't, we don't have time for that. I'm like, uh, what is it bad that we do have time for <laughs> yeah. that? Dude, we would, so yesterday, me and a few guys were over at Rose Street talking, and this guy said, we need an Oaks sports night. You know? Yeah. So, like, dude, we would love to I would love to get a bunch of churches. We've tried to take them. I always out, think like, it would be fun in yeah. a really fun way. And our church would buy into, like... And then we like, can't ruin our oh, witness if we're just, right. like, you know... A rivalry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I Because <laughs> I just always think it would be fun to, like, oh, this is another church in Oakland. And, like, to have, yeah. like, oh, we play them. And, like, yeah. our church would like it a lot. Um, but it other would churches be fun always to advertise been like, that we beat you guys at kickball. Yeah, so. exactly. And then next year be like, we did more if you want. <laughs> now, if you want to play, know, if you like, like beer pong or flip cup, I feel pretty confident in our ability to do those things. Yeah. <laughs> if you had like an Fair insulting enough. contest, yeah, like, real smart roast. Right. Yeah. Yes. We would a do roast. That's a good one. I want. I for years I wanted to get our See, church to do like beer league softball. Because they've got this yeah. giant league that meets up here at the fields. Really? Four nights a week in the spring and the fall. And it's amazing. Wow. And we could go up there and our kids could play together. And our kids oh, could, yeah. there. We could yeah. drink a couple beers and hang out. And I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, but yeah. it's just, we the time we started it, we all had kids. I'm telling you, we need to start right now. And there's a trophy that switches every year. Dude, it would be the best thing that ever happened fun. in my life. And they're like church league. I really got other churches to do it. Yeah, I think we could too. We get schooled by St. Cecilia's, man. They got like 7,000 people. Well, they would pay people to get a ring, ringer. They hey, would totally. Oh, yeah. you, you, you then bring you, somebody right? in from yeah. like some other parish. Whatever. I could get like John Harks to come. Uh, <laughs> Play kick, I guess he could get a kickball. He's good soccer. It's my, awesome. my assumption. <laughs> I'm sure those skills transfer. Yeah, right? Yeah. You kick soccer ball, kick kick. Kick it for the Bengals. No, it's funny because we, that's, yeah. that's what, like, I value that so much. Like, oh, let's, here's how the churches hang out. Because we try. Uh, if you ever want to be involved, you totally should. Because um, we try to get stuff with uh, churches in Oakley. And so basically it's us, uh, Paulette from Bethlehem Methodist, and Renee from the Mennonite Church over yeah. there behind. So we meet um, pretty regularly to plan yeah, a couple. Did. like Yeah, it was, well, we had like two months. So I think we're supposed to do it we soon here. since June. Yeah, it's been since June. But, um, but we planned a... Uh, good Friday a, service. Yes, a good Friday and a... Didn't we do another one? We've done Thanksgiving before. And Thanksgiving. We did Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. That's it. Ash Wednesday. And like to where we did it together. Because right. that's one thing, yeah. being non-denominational, right. especially my background, non-denominational, 
I don't know. Like our, a lot of our people like things like uh, Ash Wednesday. And it's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. We don't do yeah. it well. We don't have a building to what be right. formal, but they yeah. do. And it's a chance for us all to be together. Well, I like the idea of us saying, so you have a church that meets and has structure and forms and ideas mm-hmm. that are probably dramatically different than some of the stuff we believe think do. But so around Good Friday, this is the thing mm-hmm. that the, the church universal right. comes together yeah. on. Yeah. We all agree on this. Right. Yeah. We're all going to agree on Easter Sunday. Right. Right. What the way it plays out after that yeah. is how God calls each one of us right. individually, right. and finding ways and finding ways to do that now. And they're excited just because there haven't been new churches at Oakley. We were the first new church at Oakley since Crossroads, mm-hmm. which was like twenty five years ago. Yeah. Right. And so these guys have been at these ministries for a long right. time, right. and so they're just happy to see some young energy doing anything. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Although I always feel like they look at us like we're crazy or don't quite know what to do with us. Yeah, it's been. But I, I think it's been really. I like. I, I like getting together. I, mm-hmm. I like knowing. Yeah, that's been one of the things I feel like I've been the worst at since I've been here is building those like ecumenical relationships yeah. with other churches in the area. But <clears throat> well, all of our it's something that I you know it's all kind of, of our that, mentors like, be passionate about it and you yeah. know what are you actually doing right. with it? Kind well, of all of our mentors wouldn't have done that because they grew up in tribal in a tribal church society mm-hmm. where right. I was Presbyterian. Presbyterians didn't talk to anybody else. Right. Whereas right now. My guess is is that my non-believing neighbor doesn't give a rip about the difference between Baptist and non-denominational oh, at yeah, all. Right. She not sees Jesus or not Jesus. Right. right. And so for us to, to worry about some stuff outside mm-hmm. or inside, we can have family discussions inside, right. but yeah. those aren't things that the world, anybody else cares about. Oh, absolutely. Um, well, that's a... Uh... Oh, sorry. I got a text and totally... We can edit that. Dang, dude. All right. I, my brain totally just went... <laughs> Shut down. This is my um, professional life. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is like halfway through my sermons. I'm like, hey, and I, uh, sorry. Yeah, um, a Bengals update. Okay. No, that's not him. Okay. <laughs> I did a sports joke the other day. What week. was it? I forgot. Um, <laughs> it was a sporty reference. Was and it was like a oh minor league. It was minor league versus major league for our professional That was like, I was yeah. sports, guys. Yeah, yeah. Sports. Um, anyways. Uh, anyways, I forgot what to say, but... Yeah, I do like. I do wish that people got. Oh, that's what I was say. Um, yeah. I've heard lately from some outside people who've been trying to get into like the church world in general in Cincinnati that it's a hard world to get into because people fly solo most of the time. Well, and it's still mm-hmm. an, it's still a denominational right. city, right? Yeah. It's still it's still a predominantly Catholic city. Mm-hmm. Like the, so, there's a big debate in Oakland right now about developing a building for the Catholic Church. It wouldn't be a debate if it was any other organization. The, the, everybody else would have told the the the, uh, the, the, the church, everybody else could play about it, go away. Yeah. But because it's a Catholic church, they can mobilize people, and right. everybody in the city that's a leader is a Catholic. Right. Right? And so, like, there is this sort of affinity that comes even in sort of a good old boys network in the Catholic church here. And St. Cecilia's been great to us. Like, they've been helpful. Father Jamie's a good, a good friend. Mm-hmm. We partner with them on some community stuff. Um, that's cool. But it's still a... And the, the city still treats churches as if they're all Catholic. They assume there's some Catholic. So I've had people treat Justin and I or talk to Justin as if we were sort of like like a priest or a pope. Right. Or, and we're right. not. Right? Yeah. That's not yeah. how our... I could be a priest. <laughs> you know, maybe not. I don't I'm sure. I don't, I don't know that you like that. Ooh, Father Justin. Father Dunn. I don't, I like Father yeah. Justin. But, um, so do you guys have plans to do a bu- get a building? Um, n- no. <laughs> no, not really. I mean... A, a where yeah. right yeah right it's rough yeah I mean I think I mean it's just like you said Jason if we were to ever get a building we would probably have to leave Oakley you know yeah. um, so and it's like if you go to words you know 
right. Norwood, then you don't want to be close to too close to the guys at New City because they're doing an awesome job. And then in Madisonville, you have the Christ the King Eastern Hills campus. They're right. doing an awesome job. We're you know we're super close to you guys. You're doing an awesome job. So it's kind of like, <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. Yeah, these guys don't matter. They're doing a, what? We we've never. Yeah. Uh, so it's just like I don't even you know. That's, I guess that's far out for us. We've yeah. never advertised, and that was one thing because we did for a while. We were doing so much with the community, we uh, but we never would advertise. Right. Um, and then everyone always thought it was Crossroads every time. Every <laughs> They're time. like, "Yeah, oh, the Crossroads will be doing something." Yeah. Like, we're right. gonna lose our building. We're gonna lose our building probably next January. Because they're, they're gonna they're gonna rebuild build a new community center here. Okay. And so the question is whether they're going to tear down and build there or if they're going to tear down the tennis courts and build down there. Oh, yeah. If they, they could tear down the tennis courts, build down there, and leave us up there. Then right. we could just swap in a new building yeah, that's built. Yeah. But it's this happened last year. Then the city pushed off the rebuild. Okay. And so it's been one of those, like, um, it's been hectic, like, trying to figure out yeah. where are we going to be. What do you guys do for kids? So That's the drawback of the 20th century, right? Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. Have you been upstairs in the 20th mm-hmm. century? So that's where that's our kids are right now. How many kids under the age of 10 do you have? Uh, right now, probably anywhere from like 6 to 10 okay, on a gotcha. Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's we, our problem we have like right 75. now, too. We've actually outgrown the community center. So uh, wow. kids under 12, I think, officially, yeah, any given day could be that number. Officially, it's like 54 kids that would be a parent yep. who Dude. consider themselves our kid, our church. Like, yeah. Every and like we awesome. we've outgrown. We made yeah. we found that. somebody with kids. The kids alone, and that means right. we have we'll have any on any day we have just as many kids as we do at yeah. the old time guessing. Easy, Easy. We that's had, really cool. we weren't ready to hire somebody, but yeah. we finally had to hire a children's person, and that was the most haphazard thing. <laughs> like God led that person to come and, and say, we're like, uh, uh, yeah, sure." Thanks. And she basically just came to us and said, "I'll work for free. I'm gonna come do it. <laughs> I'd like to get paid too." Wow, and we're we're paying her dramatically less than she's worth. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it's it's part of our like when I think about what would be next for us for if what building space is the children's ministry. Right. All of a sudden makes you have to have a significant bigger yeah. footprint for real estate. Right. Which is hard to right. Because yeah. if it was just adults, we'd be fine. But like the we we max out those classrooms anyways mm-hmm. in the community center. Yeah. It's already pretty hectic. Is there an ability to like meet in a local school or do local schools? Hyde Park. Hyde Park school. But would Hyde Park to... is not the the problem with Hyde Park is because an old building. We have all these rolly bins and all the facilities stuff that are we difficult set up. there. It's not it would, we have to carry everything in. Build ramps or use their Build old elevator. And... It would triple our setup time. Oh, okay. um, and then Madisonville has a rec center that mm-hmm. could, was a really nice, but yeah, we yeah. didn't want to be Madisonville. And then Ridge has a Matt rec center. Uh, there's several places churches we know that would let us meet on Saturday nights or something. Right. Which I don't right. want to. I was pretty. That was the only thing I was really afraid yeah. against. I'm I'm big on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. Ooh, let me ask you: Are you guys going to be open on Easter Sunday or Christmas bow, Sunday? Bow, bow. We I got blown up yesterday by pastors. Who? Like just guys online were talking on Facebook about you're not you're something's wrong with your church if you're not open on Christmas Sunday. I'm like. We meet in a rented building from the city. The city's closed. Right. I can't right. meet on Sunday morning, but I was. I don't want to. I don't. I wouldn't want to go anyways, man. Nobody would want to go. My family. You would bother your volunteers to come set up for the five people. No one's who coming. Would, I would bet yeah. nobody. Elsie shows up. That's it. She wouldn't even go. She'd be with her She'd family. With her family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's an interesting thing because it, this happened the first year we were the second year we were open. Chris was on Sunday. Right. And now it's happening again. And I was like, oh, this is a big. And I watched it. It came out of um. It came out of the Gospel Coalition blog, but it was. They, they were drawing a line in the sand that you weren't hold, there was something wrong with your church if you weren't meeting on Sunday mornings. I'm like, come on. Hmm. All right, we have two minutes left before you have to leave. Okay. What? <laughs> oh, man. Um, Crunch time. 
So, I mean, are you liking it? Are you liking it? I'm trying to think. What, what's yeah. a good, like, what's what's something about you? What's something about you in particular oh, that that you like to do? Or you yeah. want to do? What do you want to Oh, what do you want to do at the church once you're yeah. out from Josh's right. wing? Right. Um, so, I mean, really my goal is just to continue to con- raise up leaders and yeah. plant more churches. So, uh, I, I don't want to be like a, you know, my goal is n- never to be like a mega church, but just to... You know, find other people that are passionate about you know um, being sent overseas. Or, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. So, do you start a church? Do you and Red Door then go together to plant the next church, or is it a, Red Door can plant something else and you can plant something else? Do you have yeah. a number too that hey, once we hit this much, then we're gonna start doing something else? Or? Mm, no, I don't really think so. I think uh, you know that number would it could vary on like the space we're meeting into. Right. Uh, you know, uh, I'm just really passionate about continuing to like equip leaders and stuff so I try to meet with like a few guys that are in our church you know on a weekly or bi-weekly basis and they don't know this yet but I could see all of them like planting other Mm. churches you know like being like planting over in Bellevue or planting up in you know Loveland or wherever you know I mean just other places and I think at some point like if if we figure out that there are 30 people from our church that are all driving from you know, east side yeah. or, you know, like the Eastgate area or something. And it's like, hey, let's, you know, let's send you guys to plant another church. Right. Like, we're not trying to build our brand. That won't be like the Oaks, right. whatever. Campus. I do think that's cool. Yeah, so it's like, you, we're, you know, we're, we're like, we want, we just want to like see. It'd be interesting kingdom. to see a heat map over where church plants in the city have taken place in the last 10 years. Because my best is you, my guess, you'd see almost all of them outside the 275 loop. I would, yeah, I would agree with that. And then maybe down to Ronald Reagan. But because it was us, you see there's like five in, in the city mm-hmm. in the last that we know of, but there haven't been a ton. Mm-hmm. And the, the population growth has been in the suburbs, so it makes sense that they're right. up there. Yeah. When I was a youth pastor up there all the time, and those new, but those new church plants were always just taking people away from established churches. Right. They weren't yeah. baptizing new believers. People weren't mm-hmm. becoming Christians. They were just leaving right. their established churches yeah. to go there. Yeah. And I, I mean, even the breakfast I had with a guy this morning, he was telling me like, you know, hey, this is a church I'm at right now, and I'm just not really sure, like, if this is where we need to be. Ooh, it was said, a guy testing you out. Oh. Well, I said, I was like, man, you know, like, if you connect to our mission, then that's great, but I really don't want you to leave where you're right, at, because right. it's really not what we're yeah. here to do. And so, like, I'm not impressed by you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me that's, tell you. That's how we're going to start. Like, anytime hey. we meet with a, a person that was interested in our church, I'm like, I'm going to start off. Oh my God! Let me tell you some advice I got. Nimmoed, boom. (laughs) Yeah, please just set an alarm on your phone to text me that on a daily basis. (laughs) We had that for the first time in a while. The other day, we had uh, we met with a lady at a coffee shop who was like, "Oh, she was testing us." uh, She has, I think, questions that if had we answered wrong, she'd have been like, "Yeah, I'm out," which is fine, right? But I was like, "Oh, what?" I told her there's there been only been two people that have wanted to meet with us that I that I'm one and then her. Since we started to ask questions about what we believe and other things, but I thought there'd be I thought there'd be a lot more of that. Uh, Mike and Katie came over here and had dinner with Kim and I. They wanted to sort of ask the church, and would, mm-hmm. I think it's fair game. Like, and his yeah. question was, "I'm gonna raise my family here. I want to see." Right. And it wasn't like he wasn't saying anything crazy. Yeah. But it was, is this a place where we're gonna fit in? Yeah. I was like, oh, this, yeah. it was a more intentional way of doing it right. than just feeling it out. Yeah. Which I think is what most people probably try to do. So. Let me ask you guys a question. I know Ooh, I'm like no, over, I'm over the slot. Oh, I don't care. So, we can say yeah. as long as you want. I think I thought you had done. So, do you guys um, have like a way that people 
quote unquote join your church or is there like any kind of process there or because we haven't established yeah we don't have anything like that but i would like to just so i know like yeah who's under my care and who's just kind of checking it's a good thought we've gone back that that's as a shepherd it's like how do i define the people that i will stand before god and give an account who am i right right right? no that for us it was there was at one time we had a it's a long story that we don't need to go into but this drama and it was big. It was for real, for real. Mm-hmm. And one of it was a guy who went to our church, and then the other parties involved went to Crossroads. Like, mm-hmm. and so, but the other parties involved because they they can't they have no pastor to talk to there. Right. Um, we're trying to. Get, I mean, it was sucking up like I mean sixty hours a week of our time. Yeah. And we had to say, and it was real hard. But we had to say, like, okay, this guy is under our care. Mm-hmm. We can't meet with you, other people, right, right now. Sorry, right. we can't. Yeah. Like because the situation is so hostile. Right. We we this is our guy. This is the, you yeah. right or wrong. Yeah. This is our guy, and we can't. And after that, we start asking the questions like, "Oh, well, when it comes to our time, like the people in our church are going to get the pastoral care right. yeah. over the people who are not. Not well, that we wouldn't give it, but if you're not in, I'm going right. to choose this. And that was, we, yeah. we flew around for a long, long time. Do we do membership? What should we do? And we actually went to a bunch of the church and asked what they did too. Um, we don't, well, but I also feel like, I know, I know that you're, you come a lot, you right. participate. So one of my, one of the, one of the things I studied in seminary that I really liked, there's a theory in sort of a high level mathematics called um, center set theory. Ooh, and the, the idea is, is so when you're doing math, especially like on a, you're plotting out a graph, you have to define what's a part of your number set, mm. right? Because there, mm. there's a there's infinite amount of numbers, right. you can only work with so many. So you have to you have to come up with some parameter that defines right. your numbers. And the way they looked at it was that anything moving towards the center of whatever you're defining mm. is part of the set. Anything moving away is outside the set. That's interesting. And so we, I started, and I, I read something, but it really led me towards. When I think about who's a part of legend, mm-hmm. anybody moving towards Jesus mm-hmm. inside my life is a part right. of legend. Yeah. Anybody moving away isn't. Yeah. And so you could actually be a really good Christian, very close to the center, but drifting the other way. Right. I mean, you've, you've, yeah. you've sort of cast there your There have lot, been people right? in yeah. our small community of church that have been, are, are there actually are people right now that I can think of who are very frustrated with me because they have decided to not be a part and because of the way that we do church is pretty close knit, like all of our community is also all of our church. So pastoral care is a big, big part of what we do. Most of our right. time is spent in yeah. pastoral care. Um, there are people who are good friends of mine. I, right. I, I don't have time for you because I'm not going to make time for you over time for people right. in my church because right. this is who I'm obligated to. Yeah. And they don't understand because I think some people still come from it as a nine to five job and it's just not. And but it is tough. I mm-hmm. if you ever find an answer, I'd be interested in hearing what you do. Because, well, especially yeah. as young church planner, my guess is what you find, right. you're desperate for anybody that'll come. Right. That was us at the beginning, right. and so right. I was talking to some of the guys in the mm-hmm. the local church planning organization that Christ King of Notre Dame, and one of the things I said was, "Man, when you're first starting, you're so desperate for anybody to come, you will put up with anything, insane behavior yeah. from crazy people. Right. You'll tolerate because you just need people to do. You need people mm-hmm. alongside you." Um, whereas the, the Presbyterian church I worked at that had been there for, right. for a hundred years yeah. that could get out, right. go ahead and go. We, right. do, we yeah. you're yeah. just not a threat to the organization. Right. right. So, um, yeah. yeah, but I'm, I, you know, and you know, I guess sometimes there's the temptation to control a number, mm-hmm. but I don't think we have that as much as I, I am interested to be mm-hmm. like, okay, who is, 
in and who is out. Yeah. But I don't know right. sometimes if that's just trying to control or if that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it is interesting. I think yeah. we don't have membership at we've all. We've had an ongoing, and this is probably something we should have asked every pastor. We've had an ongoing conversation. We don't really know how to define what is work time and what's not work time. Yeah, because of the way that we do church. Also. And I and yeah. I'm the realization I've come to this year. I so want I a verse about it. Like <laughs> like it's just like what? well, the thing I've come to this year is to maintain my sanity is that is asking a question that is American imperialism. It is not Jesus. Mm. The idea that I define what I do by a 40 hour week is not Paul would have no idea what I'm talking about. Right. 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 Paul got paid because he worked for the church. Right. Paul didn't have to justify his hours. He didn't have to fill out like reports. He didn't have to turn things in. He didn't prove himself. He was the guy. If he didn't want to be the guy, let's fight. Right. And it's actually become the thing like, I'm just always working. But like, yeah, yeah, because there's, you know, so the other night I met with three people. We played board games till two in the morning and they all go to our church because everything I do is that people go to church. I'm like, and whether I want it to or not, yeah. I know there was somebody in there counting how many beers I was drinking. Right. Counting how well, like, hey, right. watching and I got to yeah. be Well, so the piece I've come to with that, though, is just, this is just who I am. You, mm-hmm. you hired me to be available for the church, wherever the church needs right. me. Right, right, um, I do my best to maintain some family life balance. So when my kids get home, right. I, I tend to turn everything off and go be with my right. kids. Yeah. Um, but in general, and because I think the flip side, and I don't want anybody listening to this from our church thinking, oh, they only hang out because it's work. What I'm saying is the entire notion is not gospel. The entire right. notion is late 20th century American culture consumerism. Right. Right. I am just a pastor. I am always just a pastor. Mm-hmm. And so I'm with people because I like people. I like, particularly, I love the people in my church. Mm-hmm. So being with you is work that's also refreshing. Sometimes I feel right. guilty that my job is going to have a couple beers with guys. Right. But then I'm like, look at the guys that I'm, co- that I'm holding myself against who are putting in 60 hours a week in a cubicle and they hate their de- I don't want right, anything right. part of that. Right. I, I chose not to do that. So yeah. that's been my big thing is just getting rid of the entire construct. Right. Like I don't. Yeah. And yeah. we're it's lucky not, that because we're not. And on top of that, how do, how do, let's say if you have elders or mm-hmm. if it's Josh or for it's us, we have elders, uh, the gauge of evaluating a pastor and his productivity through the week is it can't be the same model that a corporate right. or the corporate structure right. uses. Right. Like it's got to be a different way to gauge. Hey, we think you were doing your right. job that we right. pay you for. Yeah. Uh, and there should be some questions, right? Like yeah. we're getting paid there definitely needs to be it. So we've been working out how to evaluate. Like, what sort of effective model yeah. look like? And evaluating Justin, me, and you, Jason, me, and you uh, should be different because we're different people right. and we pastor in different yeah. ways and we have different strengths and that mm-hmm. it's tough it makes it a very liquid sort of especially because seminary trained you in a different way seminary trained you to right. work inside of a structured model oh, like yeah. a corporate model right and so it's we left that it's just a remind it i don't know if you feel this we constantly have said we didn't fit in in the churches we came out of mm-hmm. we left them for mm-hmm. a reason sometimes when we don't know what we're doing anymore we try to force well, ourselves back into recreating and that's this part thing. of our story right. is that in, it's in our podcast. We don't have to go through it, but we tried to do everything the, the right way, the way that people told us, and every time it just didn't, didn't work. work out. The fact that we have two pastors, people are like, yeah, got two pastors. I mean, I'm over Jason, right? But yeah. <laughs> it depends on who you talk to. You're the head pastor. Yeah. No. Take, um, it, take it and run. Uh, we had something the other day apologize. She apologized to because she's like, oh, well, I talked to Jason about that, and I was like, oh, real cool. And she was, and then she came to me like two days later. And was like, hey. I, I just thought that he might have, I'm like, I really, it's fine. I promise. <laughs> That's, like, great. That's great. But, um, yeah, you said something that reminded me, uh, no, there's a couple of things like that, that I think, well, so when we say we think that you guys are doing it right, mm-hmm. it's because you have, you're thinking about things like that and you're having 
processes. We've we've been told in our last podcast, or maybe it was the, the lunch afterwards, where he was like, um, "You guys need to fix things." <laughs> he was like, "Now that you're this, now that you've been at it for nine years, you need to, uh, you know, you need to have more systems in place." Because he's like, mm-hmm. "If one of you guys left, your your whole organization is probably going to crumble." And I was like, "Maybe not. I don't know." And so there are things that we could be better at. Yeah. That. And it's, it's just, a, that's the time we're at. We're mm-hmm. like, we actually have an email saying where we're going to meet with Dave Workman from the, the big vineyard in oh, Tri-County, who's yeah. working on some church evaluation matters, and they want to see right. how their church evaluation system bounces off a of church as non-traditional as ours. Yeah, yeah. But it's, we've hit that phase, or it's time for us to start thinking more intentionally and, right. and structurally about how do we take care of people, how do we take care of each other, how, yeah. do, we, how do we protect what we've built, right. and right. at the same time allow it to continue right. to grow. Yeah. That's been a tough one for us, is how do we grow and maintain the same bluegrass or right. grassroots. grassroots bluegrass i uh, wish grassroots uh i'm also notorious for saying words that i don't really know <laughs> just words like yeah, uh, mr word. furious from mystery man which you've probably never seen because if you haven't seen star wars and these other movies you're not, you're not a movie guy in general um it's okay yes you can say no, no man i mean like like it depends like say I, you hate lord of the rings yeah i will not say that no <laughs> um so i mean i love like watching stuff christopher nolan directs and like i'm just only very, christopher like, nolan well, so you you got I, you have an artist that you prefer. yeah i'm like kind of a niche so you guy. love insomnia the movie yes really interesting i was just gonna throw one out there and see if you have right so or uh i mean like you know uh memento of his it's like I've never really seen really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, every now and then I do memento sermons where I will start with the end start with the end yeah. and then yeah. you're like oh this is one of the memento sermons and, and I'll make a comment I'll be like a oh, memento and then people are like I don't yeah, see it. <laughs> yeah we don't care Oh yeah. just get on with sometimes it sometimes we, we do Pulp right. Fiction sermons where we just rearrange the right. yeah. Yeah. for, for yeah. fun and I start dancing halfway through <laughs> um, that's interesting I don't know many movie watchers who only yeah. watch per yeah. artist like, yeah I mean I've always been like that with bands too. Sure. You know, like what's your favorite band right now? Go. Oh gosh, um, I mean, Under Oath is like forever my favorite. You're 25. Band. That's why. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're too old for Under Oath. I remember. When Babin was in my youth ministry. The people in my youth ministry. Yeah, Under Oath like cover shows in our youth ministry. Right. Yeah. So I went to some Under Oath concerts to be cool with my the kids right. in my youth group. Like, yeah. But like, uh, what was the other band that I always put with Under Oath? Um, Hawthorne Heights. Oh, you know, I couldn't. I couldn't really I saw, get into them. Uh, this is. I saw Dashboard Confessionals coming back to Cincinnati. This like wow. they just announced I didn't a concert. Know he was still really? rolling. Yeah, I didn't know that either. He's a Christian, um, right? Uh, one of the dudes from them. I, don't I know. think he. No, I'm, so I'm 100 percent mean, sure I saw one of those dudes lead worship at like a youth special. Oh, like I'm sure that's probably true. I, I'm not to judge. I guess he is. Uh, only I just take it from Nate who toured with them. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's fine. Um, that's fun. So you're enjoying Cincinnati? Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we love it. So you like being a pastor? I like being a pastor. Um, and I mean, we're so we said like, hey, we're gonna get here. We're gonna plant roots here. And so, part of that is we're having a baby. Oh, which wow. is like super exciting. Your wife is pregnant. Yeah, she's pregnant. I would not have so, guessed. Yeah, I mean, granted, I only see yeah, her from a new, the well, countertop. A new oh, church planting a baby in the same year, huh? Yeah. Uh, a that's lot of smart. people are like, go ahead and get a new house and a dog. That's super smart, man. You're just like, yeah. Um, just go ahead and get all the... You move cities, yeah. you started a real stressful job. You're having a boy or girl. We don't know yet, so... Um, we, well, congrats, dude. was 13 weeks Monday, so... Wow. Yeah, so June 12th is like the, you know... That's awesome, man. Due date. How yeah. often a week would you say you go into deeper roots? 
Probably at least once a week. The answer should be zero. I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I couldn't lie to you. I'm just kidding. It's a Christian coffee shop, man. Shut up. It is not. I mean, yes. Sorry. They can take that mantle. I do this every time. I'm like, no, it's not. Yes, it is. I don't care. I don't want to be known as the Christian coffee shop, so that's fine. You're right. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but it, it, we're they're, like... They're like 14 Right now, when Crossroads yesterday. closes for 45 days in Christmas, we are like insane. Just packed. Yeah. Yes, because... If they didn't offer it for free, we'd do a lot more business. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, one thing that I should say, this isn't a cop-out, but I drive a four-wheel drive, pretty big truck, and the parking... I heard your truck out there. The parking is so parking much sucks. easier at deeper routes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the parking at Red Tree is a disaster. The parking right. And no because excuse, people though. just make up their own spots. Yes, they do. Right in the middle. On those, yeah, on they're those like, two like, end caps. It is not <laughs> uncommon yeah. to see You're double right. or triple parked on that. And then the right. two cars in between will leave, and so there's yeah. a car right in the middle. I lose my and mind. the thing is, I lose my mind. that yeah. parking lot is not, it's zero policed. Because yeah. the guy who owns the parking lot lives in Palm Springs, California. Uh, and... Yeah. Uh, he doesn't care. He didn't give care. Yeah, I, it would me be me seeing a car, getting in contact with Dale in California somehow via email, and him then calling the police in Cincinnati and right. having that car. That's never gonna happen. Um, but we and uh, that Blue Manatee parking lot, I think, are the two probably larger parking lot, oh, and yeah. the one across the street, and then Fresh yeah, Fresh absolutely. Market. They're the only yeah. ones that. Are, I mean, that's you know, another hopefully. thing. Like, at 20th, the parking lot is not very big. We so thought about that, like, man. What happens? Because you're going to destroy, like, so, street. like street parking yeah. Yeah. on the side there. Because they violet park for their events. Yep. Well, uh, Renee at the Mennonite Church, she came and asked. She's like, do you think Sleepy Bee would be fine if I went and asked them to not have their customers park? on Because they they can't get to church on Sunday because yeah. Sleepy Bee. And I was like... Well, A, I don't think that's their responsibility. People are going to park where they park. Right. But B, she's not going to care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because they only have street parking. They have no parking right. lot. I think they have like a lane that you can't yeah. even park in. That's it. And there's like 30 spots. At because the it was a church that at yeah. the time the neighborhood walked to. Everybody right. walked to. Yeah. 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 Um, the, uh, you said something again that reminded me of something. Oh, you're talking about coffee shop. But yeah, it's, uh, the parking is insane at Red Tree. Um, what kind of truck do you have? It's a Dodge Ram. It's a big truck. I like trucks. I heard it, actually. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. he drives a big truck, too. It made sense yeah, whenever I was player. working in landscaping mm, sure. uh, in Florida. Right. It makes less sense. Uh, no, no, no. As a church planner for us, especially young church, people move moving. all the time. We yeah, have become professional movers. True. I'm doing that for And we have yeah. become, and we do <laughs> it do as yet? a... No. What do you keep all your stuff in? Um, right now we don't have that much stuff. We okay. have like a little amp. Well, that's what's and, cool like, about that room yeah. too, is that you can it's just go. Equipped. And, equipped. It's equipped. Right. Yeah. We've got the chairs there and stuff. Who does so. your music? Um, so a guy named Tyler normally leads right now. Got it. Um, does Tyler ever play? Red Door. He's playing at our next. He's good. Yeah. He's a really yeah. good guitar player. But he's like, he has to borrow somebody's acoustic. He's like, I'm not an acoustic guitar player. He right, just wants to right. play electric, which right now we just have like somebody on acoustic and singing. He's got an know. amp that I lent. I was actually going to wonder if you used the amp that I, I sold him a guitar amp uh-huh. that will peel the skin off your face. It's the really? loudest amp you've ever heard. I sold it to him and I miss it every day, yeah. but it's abusively loud. And I was wondering if he was trying to use That's it That's great. Well, hey, thank you for your time. Uh,